monopoly on dinosaur movies. We yeah. need more. We do need more. It should be a whole genre. They should have a, a dinosaur universe where they just interconnect multiple dinosaur movies together. I've been playing Total War Warhammer 2. Don't know if you've ever heard of that. I have not, no. There's an army in the game. They're lizard men. It's just dinosaurs. It's a whole army of dinosaurs. Oh, really? It's just a blast. I played, uh, when I was a kid, I played Dinosaur Tycoon. It was a <laughs> zoo tycoon, but it was an expansion. Yeah. And that was one of the best games I've ever played. So there's a T-Rex pit, and we would accidentally take out part of the fence. Uh, and the uh-oh. T-Rex would just let him run wild. Run wild. It was, it was a little upsetting, because whenever it ate someone, it just instantly pooped them out. Rascals. Ooh. No. Yeah. Clean bowel movement by by the dinosaur. Didn't even chew it up. They don't have to wipe. No, no, they never they don't. have to. Animals don't. They don't. But uh, did you ever see dinosaurs? Is that is that I think is is that Dino- was that, was that the, the one with the Disney one? Huh? Is a CGI one? Oh, the CGI one. The Disney one, dinosaur. Yeah, I think it was Disney. Yeah, and they had those like little puppets from McDon at McDonald's little. Yeah. Happy Meal toys? It was like they were CGI animals, but I think it was real like locations. Yeah. I want to say I might be pulling that out of my ass. I liked it as a kid. I, I don't I think it was that movie as a kid. Popular though. Those T was a T Rex. I don't remember the it. The Carnosaurs. Carnosaurs yeah, that followed like them. T Rexes, but you know, they had horns. That's right. I love that movie. I thought that was a really good one. The uh, The Lost World, which is the sequel to Jurassic Park, the, the book, the novel, yeah. has carnosaurs in it, and then that they can camouflage like chameleons. Oh, so like what happens in the first one? Yeah. Because that's Camouflages in the first uh, Jurassic World reboot. What does? The dinosaur. And, uh, yeah. You remember that? Remember when they can't find it in the cage? It came Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's where maybe they took some inspiration from that. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, the they turn, like, invisible. It's kind of ridiculous. But yeah. That's, you know, uh, what? what's his fuck? What's his name? Chris Pratt. Who's the author? <laughs> Jared Tolkien. Fuck, what was his name? Mm-hmm. Never mind. You know what else is upsetting about those Jurassic Park movies, though? It's not even accurate. Dinosaurs had feathers now. They didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You think they'd fix it, but no. Do a George Lucas style uh, special it. editions of Jurassic Park. A little CGI. They all have feathers them. now. They'd be less intimidating if they had feathers. Is it Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton. Crichton, thank you. Michael Fuck. Crichton. There you go. Yeah. So he wrote The Lost World? So was yeah, this, was this he wrote Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park and then The Lost World and then a lot of other things like um, 13th Warrior. Uh, the movie where they go back in time back and the future. step on the butterfly nope. or dragonfly and then they go back <laughs> and then there's like dinosaurs everywhere. Journey to the center of the earth? No. There are dinosaurs in that movie. The Andromeda strain. Um, Prey? 
Prey, I think. Yeah. Timeline. You're looking at. Yeah. Timeline. That was what that movie was called. Yeah. Timeline. Um, State of fear. Yeah. Influential sci-fi writer, but then like was also like a climate change denier. Oh, really? And like he testified on some like committee hearing as like an expert, which is ridiculous because he's a sci-fi author and not. He doesn't like, even know that dinosaurs not, have feathers. Uh, yeah, he's dead though. He died. He died. Yep. Oh. Ripperoni. R.I.P. Did you ever uh, see that short film that was released by FX? Yeah, the Jurassic Park. Yeah, movies? we talked about that. We did. We talked about that on the mm. podcast. That's right. Nice haircut, by the way. Hey, thank you. I got this on Friday. Yeah. I I'd let my hair grow out for like six weeks. Yeah. And like it is, it is way too long. It was getting annoying to deal with. So looks good. It's time to get a cut. Hey everyone, welcome no, to I- <laughs> Cinemaxless, the third episode. Where you can listen about haircuts in Jurassic Park. A podcast. <laughs> That's about all we talk about. Movies without Max. Mm-hmm. Um he's Still on the... He's had like a two-month sickness. He's still skirting the edge of the void, flirting with death. He's yeah. dying. He's on his way out. Better <laughs> send yeah. your condolences to his family now. Yeah. Say Just be prepared to only can. us three talking on the podcast yeah, for the next... We'll have uh, memorial services next week, probably, the way things are mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Um, we don't really know a whole lot what we're going to talk about tonight, other than one very specific thing. We... Uh, Go big deep dive, deep dive. Oh, I said the max thing. Oh Uh-oh. shit! Um, he's he's uh, possessed you. Yeah, I'm Uh-oh. channeling Max right now, <laughs> so I can start like coughing into the mic. <laughs> this is what Max gets for not being here. We make fun of him. Yeah, I know. yeah. Drop shit. <laughs> fuck with the chords. <laughs> so all, we all finally saw 1917. Sorry, what yeah, you say? Did. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. We all finally saw 1917. Jordan's been I, I chomping saw at the bit. January 11th, Saturday, during yeah. the snowstorm. Yeah, we were like the and first ones to see it. And I've been waiting so long yeah. to discuss this flick. I, about, finally, about damn time. I finally saw it over this past weekend. Whoa. And I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready to talk about it, too. Man. I am, too. I, I haven't seen any other movies nope. since. Max, no. I've just been waiting. I've been keeping it fresh. From what we know, Max started watching this movie. Yeah. And did not finish it. Now, this is a movie that's edited to look like it is two, at least two, continuous shots. It's meant to look like one. But there is yeah. there is an obvious kind of like where he part two knocked, where this character out. gets knocked out oh, and yeah, the yeah, screen's yeah, black yeah, yeah. and he yeah. comes back to I you. I mean, you so, could say that about them walking into the... Uh... Never mind. This, yeah, that's I got true. Mm-hmm. So but maybe... From an unconscious to conscious, uh, yes. that break, yeah. yeah. Is meant to be kind of like a single take film. So there's, you know, a certain urgency and momentum that is there and as a viewer you're supposed to be able to appreciate this and max just said nah i can't finish this (laughs) i'm comfortable stopping the movie i don't know how he could feel that because it feels like something's always going to happen yeah yeah like something may not you have that feeling there the entire movie like i yeah like i was on the edge of my seat i was i didn't know what was going to happen and i was just anticipating some explosion or something like the scene immediately afterwards when he comes 
back to conscious consciousness. It's probably the best scene in the movie. Oh yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, too. But but I don't I I don't know how you would just get to a point where like yeah I don't feel like finishing it. Yeah. But then again, he still hasn't finished Fallen Order. And many just other can't things. Finish anything? Can't finish what he started. No. Can't finish. I like. I like can't that finish Star the, Wars. the podcast. He's gonna die before we have the last <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, yes. We should start a GoFundMe for uh, <laughs> for Matt Max to go to the doctor. Please, we need to afford a uh, full funeral service for Max <laughs> Casket. We can't cremate him. We can't do that to his family. He deserves. He deserves better. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But oh. Max's bones rest in peace. We don't want to burn them. Um. <laughs> You're going to get some very concerned listeners <laughs> <Yeah>. in here. <laughs> like, All oh my his God. friends and family Max. that listen. <laughs> but last night I saw him posted on Instagram. He was out getting margaritas. He looked fine. That's what yeah, did him in. <laughs> his quote unquote migraine. God. I also get a migraine every day after I drink. Mm-hmm. That's funny how that too. works. Um. Yeah. So yes. 1917. Full spoilers, I guess. The movie's been full, out for full two months spoilers, now. spoilers, man. Yeah. Uh, so things kick off. This isn't going to be like a moment-by-moment breakdown. Oh, we're doing it. Are we? It, I'm One just kidding. One continuous... Well, it, well, I mean, you kind of can. You kind of can. You can do the big moments. Yeah. But, uh, so the movie starts with, you know, our two main characters we have. Schofield and Bates. Schofield. Scoville. Schofield. 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 Schofields are are something how like pepper hotness. Schofield was the taller one. Schofield's tall. He's the main character. Yeah. And then Tom and And I just know Tom. Baker was a baker. Fuck. Let's say baker. It's been so long. Yeah. Um, Um, So yeah, you open up with a shot with them kind of resting, having Mm -hmm. a little nap underneath the tree. Underneath the tree, green pasture behind them, like in the the background. What I love about that though is completely. Well, sorry, but (laughs) damn Tanner. (laughs) No, no, go for it. I'm gonna see if you're gonna say what I was gonna say. Maybe just the fact like it's such a peaceful way to open it, and then they walk ten feet, and there's fucking trenches. Just trenches. It's just it's peaceful, brimming with life, no destruction, and then you get to the trenches, it's just muddy. People are, you yeah. know, wet and covered with dirt. Um, so, uh, Baker? Blake. Sorry. Blake. Blake. Schofield and Blake. Blake, uh, and Blake gets told by his sergeant to uh, grab a buddy and then report for a thing. So he grabs Scoville. Schofield. Fuck, I'm going <laughs> to do that all night. <laughs> sergeant Scoville. Let's just and, call him uh, Sco. And they have to go meet the general. Basically, yeah. So the general Aaron Moore, who's played by Colin Firth, there's a slew of. How famous... do you remember Aaron Moore and not Schofield? I don't know. <laughs> like, I couldn't pull Aaron Moore out of my ass. Because I keep saying Schofield. He was in it for like stuff. five minutes. <laughs> uh, All right, go on. There's Sorry. a there's a whole line of famous, currently working British actors that are in this movie for like a minute, and then yeah. they never show up again. Which is just kind of how the movie works. Like there wouldn't be a place for it. Yeah. But um, we find out that Baker's Blake. Blake, fuck! <laughs> I am going. We find out that Blake's. Oh, we no. find out that Blake's brother is on the front line. Yes. Yeah. And there's a, an attack planned. Mm-hmm. Like what? In eight hours? It's like it's uh, less than twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah, I think eighteen. Is it maybe. Eighteen. Um, but yeah, it was like by dawn the next day, and 
Um, essentially, the Germans are retreating, but what they're actually doing is setting up new trenches. So then uh, the British troops are going to advance and walk into an ambush. And, yeah. um, and I, I had to ask um, my friend... Devin? Devin. <laughs> uh, who we should have got him on tonight. We should have. He's a freaking uh, history he's nut. A, yeah. Uh, war nut. War, history nut. Uh, military history enthusiast. Yeah. Um, and I kind of had to ask him. I was like, so explain, like, the trap. Like, obviously, it's communicated, like, the Germans are setting something up and it's not going to work out. But I, I was kind of vague to me, like what the actual trap was at that point. Um, but basically the Germans are doing a strategic retreat to kind of lure some vulnerable British forces out and then a massive counterattack that would result in them getting pushed all the way back and losing all this ground uh, was, I guess, their the German intent. Um, now there is a general, what's the character's name? Mackenzie? Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch's character. He's like all war horny and he's ready to chase these Germans. And Mm -hmm. then, so Blake's mission is to go warn Mackenzie that the attack is off and then hopefully save his older brother's life. So the two of them immediately set out. Um, one thing I, I noticed early, what I liked about Schofield's character is, well, the movie's kind of set up to where you think Blake Blake's is going to be the main guy. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And so Schofield's just kind of tagging along. He's very quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the impression he's a good dude. He's just seen shit. Like, yeah. yeah. I just like the way he carried himself. Mm-hmm. Just, um, and <clears throat> I like that whole conversation. I can't remember when it exactly happens, but, but when they're talking about the medals and how yeah. Blake's mm-hmm. character is like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so excited. I'll, I'll be able to get a medal for this. And Schofield's just like, well, you know, I already have one. I traded it for, yeah. was it like alcohol? He traded wine it or for something? wine with yeah. a French officer. Yeah. And Blake can't possibly fathom why he would <laughs> why do, would you that? do that. Right. Because, like, he earned it. It's this prestigious medal. But, I mean, Schofield, he has no um, illusions or sort of romantic mm-hmm. ideals about what they're getting into because he's been in the trenches already. Right. He knows he's what. He's been in combat already. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like how it has that It has that perspective of the new person who is excited to go to war. Yeah. And yeah. Has the fantasies about it. And then the person who, yeah, has that, all that experience and knows it only brings that's pain. That's like what World War One was. Like there was a lot of people with a lot of new guns and technology and shit. Oh, yeah. Like let's fucking use this. <laughs> let's go. And then it ended up well, being the like the apocalypse as far as they knew. Yeah. Have you? Did you guys ever see? Um, oh, it was that documentary? I, I talked about it briefly. It was um, the one by uh, older. Uh, they shall not grow old. I've been yeah. wanting to see that. The one so, that's they've gone back and like really like. I think they painted in to make it look HD. They colorized, they colorized it, it, and yeah, then, and then had um. They tried to restore. If there was audio, I think they tried to restore it, but they also had um. They dubbed Boy, in yeah, actors dubbed in. that mm-hmm. tried to like. Right, that was done by what's his nuts, right? Uh, Lord of the Rings, dude, Peter, yeah, Jackson, Peter Jackson. Yeah, but one of the, I mean, kind of going back to Blake's character, um, one of the most interesting things from the documentary is that 
when the war rages on, everyone's so excited about going and you have these young adults or just not even adults, teenagers that are Mm -hmm. signing up like 16 year olds Mm -hmm. and they're not old enough, but the British people are saying, no, yeah, you're good. You know, you're fit. And so you have these young people going to war, you know, just excited and, and, and wanting to get all of the rewards and and glory for going, but Mm -hmm. they don't, they have no idea. And so, um, that, that kind of just reminds me of Blake's character, how, yeah, go ahead. That was like a whole generation, uh, in the United Kingdom that was more or less wiped out as a result of World War One. Like entire, they tried to eventually mix it. So, you know, in some militaries, maybe not so much in modern times, but kind of back then you sort of served in groups with the men that you lived with. Mm -hmm. Like you come from the same town, you have like your own little battalion or squad or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then they had to start mixing people around because entire populations of men were being wiped out as a result of the war. Like, yeah, there'd be, you know, towns with no, no young men anymore. Yeah. It's just, and isn't the, I don't know if it was World War One, but like I was watching Saving Private Ryan and the whole premise is that, you know, his brothers died and so they have to go save Ryan because then it won't wipe out the family. Was that yeah. also something that was kind of initiated from World War One? Oh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I'm not sure on that either. Couldn't tell you. But yeah, I mean it's just crazy to think about. There is real quick a great um YouTube series channel called The Great War. Mm-hmm. Um and what they do is I mean, it's over now, but they started on uh, whatever anniversary of the war's beginning, and then every week would release a new episode covering everything that had happened in the war during that week, like oh, however many yeah, years yeah. back. Mm-hmm. So they did that for you know as long as World War One lasted, and uh, there's a lot of episodes, but they're. It's very great, very fascinating breakdown mm-hmm. of that history, I think. Um, if you want to check that out, I think World War One's very, uh, very fascinating period mm-hmm. in time. It really is. It's it's a highly it, it's it's very under talked about or yeah. spoken about. Yeah. No one you, it's always World War Two people are World talking War about. II is the one because with World War Two, you have Hitler as the big bad villain. You know, he's he's awful, but he's easy to portray as a there character. There is more. There is something more. I don't know, binary or simple, quote unquote. World War Two, like right. you had an evil power and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people trying to stop it. But with World War One, it's all way more gray and yeah, there wasn't any kind of point to it like people had mm-hmm. mo- it's just it was such a weird mess of tensions and ambition and yeah. i don't know it's crazy and that's yeah. that's what i one thing i really enjoy about 1917 is the fact that they talk about that war that you don't see a lot in movies because everything is mainly world war ii up to this point so yeah um yeah but anyway so he he gets the orders he grabs the guy and then he goes to um talk to aaron moore who Mm-hmm. You know, tells them this stuff and then they set on the path. And one of my top five scenes is when they, you know, are walking down and, you know, they're talking to um, uh, the guy who plays James Moriarty and yeah. Andrew Scott, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Leslie. And, you know, 
how he's thrust in charge just because the previous officer was killed and um, just how these you know young men are just getting put in charge willy nilly because his, his uniform's like basically non-existent yeah. he's just wearing like a knit cap his jacket's open yeah looks like he's wearing like sweatpants or something <laughs> and like they don't even know what day of the week it is mm. yeah and like they're only however many yards away from the general but just the way the chaos i guess yeah. of the mm-hmm. situation they're just holding this part of the trench they don't know what the hell's going on like right but when they when they uh, eventually climb up that ladder and you see no man's land, no man's yeah. land, that was incredible. And I mean, going back to the whole cinematography and the film editing, when it's one continuous thing, just them walking across no man's land. The the one shot, I, I'm pretty sure this was in no man's land, where you have the big, it looks like a dugout hole, massive hole, and there's mm-hmm. the water in the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And you see them, like we kind of crest over a hill and like the camera sweeps down on the opposite side of that pool and you see them walking mm-hmm. along the edge yeah. of the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That was an awesome shot. And I enjoyed yeah. that. I, a lot. Just when they get to the top, they finally reach the German trenches and then there's they just kind of look over the edge expecting them mm-hmm. and like there's Nothing. no one there. But like... I don't know my heart was beating out. My I was heart just was like, too. "Oh fuck!" Like here mm-hmm. we go. Like, what if and, you're completely wrong? Which you know they're yeah, not due to history, but, right? Right. Like, but what if there's like a few stragglers just waiting behind? Yeah. For yeah. Anyone to come over? Well, and then prior to that, too, um, kind of Scoville's uh, unfortunate journey begins, or he gets his Cut hand his stabbed on the barbed wire and yeah. then accidentally puts, puts it, it through, in the body. through right. his corpse's <laughs> like chest cavity. He got gangrene for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that 100%. sucker's gonna get cut off. Um, lots of <laughs> unfortunate things kind of happened to him within the span <laughs> oh, of yeah. like ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, so they find the abandoned German trenches and just. Again, just the tension is through the roof mm-hmm. throughout, yeah. like most, if not the entire movie. And I think the, a lot of that's due to how quiet the film. Yes, is. yeah. Like the the use of like use of music was, not, I wouldn't say lacking, but it wasn't there, and it's for a reason that yeah. helped kind of build that suspense. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, it pays off. Like the first scene where you actually get something suspenseful is in that trench when they go into the bunker. Yeah. The other thing that like really interesting is just the comparisons between the German bunker and the British and bunker. The British bunker. They've got like Nine cement and structures yeah. and like well organized bunks and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, very German. To where freaking British are hanging out, just sleeping on the side of the trenches yeah. and dugout holes. Yeah. Um. And their rats are noticeably bigger Plumper, yeah. because I mean the implication there is they're just eating better maybe mm-hmm. in the german right. trenches than what the british have mm-hmm. um but i i think it's you're you're kind of having that historical uh hindsight looking at it i think you're kind of in schofield shoes where you know these soldiers for however long as um the one lieutenant was saying like they're fighting over inches mm-hmm. of no man's land. And then all of a sudden, like the Germans are just gone. Like there's this sense of like, this is too good to be true as they're navigating through, they're expecting to run into someone like at any second. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they do run afoul of a booby trap, 
which temporarily which you, which you think they which is so fucking loud think yeah. that you think they you think they're gonna miss because they notice it yeah, yeah. that was and, so, one, and then the rats one of those plump fucking rats <laughs> yeah but, that's what I love about the the movie though is because yeah it's just you you so intense you don't know what's gonna happen and they find the booby trap they're like okay just avoid it like okay. You're at ease a little bit, and then the next thing you know, Boom, the and then that loud up. fucking booby trap goes off. That was yeah. the loudest part of the movie. I yeah. didn't, I didn't hear the rest Holy of the movie shit. after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it scared the living shit out of and, me because I wasn't expecting to be that loud well, after oh, yeah. such a quiet no, it's experience. It's a total sucker punch, like because you're just laughing about the fat rat, yeah, and then you kind of see it just you know, climbing around on the rafters and getting yeah, in the food so, in the yeah. background. I thought it was funny. I used to have a pet rat, so yeah. it's like, hey, it's like, hi, it's like my little buddy back in the day. And then wham, like, <laughs> your, your ears are gone. Yeah. And I think it, it also speaks to how effective the sound editing is too. Cause oh, you yeah. see that in the trailer, the you do, yeah. cave collapse, but yet it still catches you by surprise. Yeah. But that scene was incredible where, you know, one guy's blind and the other one trying to sight and yeah, trying to navigate him through and mm-hmm. making him jump over. I forget. I don't know why there was a huge, it's just like a well or yeah, like a mine shaft been. or something. Maybe they got running water through there. Maybe. Yeah. Freaking bunkers. Irrigation system. Yeah. There we go. But um, yeah, after you see that, you see him come out of the bunker and that's where Schofield, I think this is the moment you're talking about, right? Where he's wanting to quit and, why did I even come with you? Yeah. yeah. Why'd yeah. you choose me? I think he finally words. starts yeah. breaking down a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. like one of the things you think about in that scene is where they're trying to ration because they're trying to make it across the way like water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blake willing to give up his rations to mm-hmm. like so clear his eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but it was, yeah, when they got out, it was cool to see just all the, you know, was it like mortar? Oh, the mortars, mortars. The mortars. Artillery, yeah, artillery Just and the shells, shells are everywhere. And yeah, the guns are destroyed because I guess the Germans destroyed their own. They didn't want them weaponry, yeah. right? Um, and then they walk twenty yards, maybe, and that's just green. Yeah, yeah. And that's when we come to the, is that the farmhouse? They crest over the hill. I think this is when Schofield has his, uh, he talks about what he did with his ribbon. Yeah, that's because it's right before the plane. Oh, right. Right before you see the firefight. Yeah. Right. And uh, well, because Schofield kind of sort of sarcastically tells Blake, he's like, well, you did it. You earned your ribbon. Like you heroically rescued a fallen comrade or something like that. Yeah. Um, to kind of ease the tension or whatever. And then, yeah, it reveals he gave his ribbon away. Blake can't believe it. Um, and then they walk through this. Uh, there were cherry trees, right? Yeah, or cherry blossom trees. Cherry Something like that. Uh, yeah. Was yeah. it the white petals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that had all been cut down. We get a little backstory with Blake that he grew up, um, or his family has a little orchard. So him and his older brother would kind of tend to those trees back home. Um, and they find the abandoned farmhouse. There's a dead dog outside. Mm-hmm. Fuck shot the dog. We don't know. It's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what led to World War II. Mm, that's, that's, um, that's what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of John Wick's ancestors. Again, I will avenge. It's another very extended 
quiet sequence of them walking yeah. through the farmhouse. Yeah. And I, I mean, expected someone to be there. Oh, like, yeah. When I saw, when you see, I can't remember who's walking through the house. Is it Blake or is it Schofield? That um, Schofield goes into the when house. You see, yeah. just see the, yeah. the silhouette of Schofield walking past the window and Blake in the distance. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. That's just Schofield. But yeah. I was like, there's got to be someone here, right? And then when they find the milk, too, like I expected there was someone lurking around. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, just, uh, but yeah, they kind of scope that out and then they see the dog fight with mm-hmm. the planes. That scene was really cool. Which I don't know. I, I went back and watched some shit on how that was done. I don't know how it was edited to make it look one shot, but yeah. Yeah. So they see the dog fight, one gets shot down. You think it's going to just crash off in the distance, but it ends up rolling up over the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slamming through the barn. Slamming through the barn. Uh, which no one no one really gets hurt in that part of it, but then Blake being the good guy he is, yeah, is like, so I'm the save plane's this. on mm-hmm. fire and the German pilot is in there screaming for his life. Mm-hmm. So Blake goes to pull him out. And Schofield's just like, we should just shoot him probably. But you pull him out. Um I think they go to the well. Blake or tells Schofield to go get water. water and yeah. then while that's happening. The hero of our story gets <laughs> fatally stabbed in the gut off screen. Oh, man. The thing, I I just love how this movie does things you don't expect. So I did not expect. Yeah, I did, yeah, Blake I expected to Blake to be there till the end. Yeah, I almost wondered because in the trailers there were some shots that just had Schofield in when, it, like when he's walking, running, doing his run slash walk charge, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Blake's not with him. I'm like, I wonder if they both make it to the end. But yeah. I didn't now call it. Know. I'm not saying I called it. But yeah. I, yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. So he kills the German pilot. And uh, Blake's breaking down. He can't stand. He's bleeding out. They have a... That was a very emotional scene. Yeah, yeah and then just the way, I guess it was CGI, but Blake just gets more and pale. more pale as he's bleeding out during the scene. By the time like he's dead, like he's just gray almost. Mm-hmm. I assume in that situation, just knowing what I know, is they probably go out and go frame by frame and cut him out and then do a color correction or a, yeah. a contrast, something or other. Yeah. Reduction, I guess, contrast, contrast reduction, just to get that whiteness kind of pouring through. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just to see that kind of transition from being colorful to getting grayer and grayer as he's bleeding out. Yeah. And, and I assume this is just a pacing thing, but... This is when you kind of get introduced to another band of soldiers, which you question Just how they got there. Roll up they there. kind of roll up like as soon yeah. as it fucking happens. And I'm like, if if there is one complaint I have with the movie, it's that some things feel just kind of weirdly close. Yeah, like mm-hmm. people kind of show up and then disappear. Which, again, I you know I don't know that almost adds because as the movie progresses, kind of from this point on. Or really, when he finally gets to uh, the ruined French town yeah, of yeah, Coust, yeah. things kind of get very surreal and mm-hmm. almost like otherworldly and mythical. So I don't know if that maybe kind of adds. Just yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a weird, almost like a ghost story, but everyone's alive yeah. in a way. Like yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, like. It's just Schofield's little trip through hell or something. Pretty much. Um, the worst 18 I, hours of his life. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't remember. Did they say how long they had like been in the same 
It's been. I don't remember, but I mean, the way he takes it, it seems like it's been a while. Yeah, I think so. But like you, you can kind of see the way he takes it and how emotional he gets. Like, say when they get on the truck and that truck gets stuck, mm-hmm. like him just fucking going off on the people that are sitting in the truck while he's trying to push it to get it out of the mud. Yeah. yeah. And I also like how, you know, everyone's still like at the end of it, like being kind of very British about everything too. Like, all yeah. right, lads, let's yeah. give it a go. And, <laughs> and that's probably, this is like American soldiers. Like you do, you pussy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there are no Americans in this movie. There's yeah. not even a mention of Americans in this movie. Cause I mean, we really weren't involved in the war until the very end. The very yeah. end. Um, to get the W. Yeah. To get that. <laughs> as, as we like to say, <laughs> um, but yeah, he has that great moment where he gets picked up by this other troop of soldiers who are traveling and um, the truck gets repeatedly stuck in mud or whatever. So he kind of goes out and just through willpower, he's trying to single-handedly push this push truck this out truck. of the mud, but the other soldiers help him. And mm-hmm. um, I kept uh, expecting like something bad to happen where yeah, the truck yeah. would run over one of the guys. Yeah. When he was telling it to reverse and everyone was just standing there. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> it was that real chill Indian guy. Indian guy. I was like, he should tag along. I like this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they drive him like. They drive him until. Like two what, minutes. And two, then, two minutes and then it's a down bridge the that they run across, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so he hops off and then immediately some German straggler in this town of Coos starts taking pot shots at him. While he's trying to cross the river. And I guess yeah. at that point the other British soldiers had already driven away or something. It seemed weird. I feel like if I heard gunshots, I'd be like, all right, boys, Hi. let's turn around. <laughs> like, and, yeah. They're just like, I didn't Good like luck. that guy. But anyway. again, Shit. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. There's so, like, I didn't like him anyways. Yeah. This bridge is collapsed into the water. So he, he gets up on kind of like the guardrail mm-hmm. to try to walk yeah. across. Some Germans start shooting at him. So super intense, but brief, a uh, little gunfight. Uses yeah. the fallen bridges Damn. protection. I thought it was interesting because I felt like I could see I could see when the soldier got shot in the window. Like he gets shot and falls. You could tell. You could tell. Like there was that moment where you knew he got hit. Yeah, and then Scoville Scofield shit. Schofield wasn't sure he hit him, so he kind of keeps shooting. Yeah, gave him another couple shots. And or I guess maybe he just didn't know there could have been more people up there in his mind. Yeah, just. I like the deep breaths he took every time before he popped back up. Yeah. Again, creating that sense like he's a very experienced mm-hmm. um, soldier, even though with how young he kind of looks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we didn't mention, we skipped over a bit of dialogue where Blake was talking about earlier how his first leave is coming up. Because they're talking about how they're hungry, and Blake's like, well, this time next week it'll be chicken dinner oh. something, and... Um, we hear later on Schofield talks about how uh, he hated leave. He wished he had never gone back home. You're not kind of sure why. And oh. then, or it tied in with the ribbon. He was like, why didn't you take your ribbon back home to your family? And Schofield's like, I, I hated seeing them because I knew. I had to come back. Like I had to come back and then mm-hmm. I might never be able to see them again. So that's when we learn like he's got, you know, family back home and yeah, all that stuff. Um, 
just to add a little more pathos to the character before he mm-hmm. kind of takes over. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so he goes up into this building, kicks the door down. The German sniper is wounded. Uh, Schofield finishes him off, not, not before taking a little dinger to the, to the head, but he was wearing his helmet. So that knocks him out, and this is the first kind of, the only real, like, long sort of break in the action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he finally comes to, and it is dark, but just before dawn, as it turns out. Um, and that's this crazy scene, which is the best scene in the movie, I yeah. think, we talked about earlier, yeah. where he's trying to make his way across this ruined city of Akust, Um, and there's just... There's a large fire going off in the distance. It's a church burning. Yeah, they're building. burning. And the then church. there's flares flying across. So there's all these crazy moving shadows, and yeah. then the music is going off. And he's he's running when it's dark, and as soon as the flare goes up, he hides in the shadows because there's just gunfire yeah, trying to. He's getting shot at again. He doesn't know from where. Mm-hmm. And again, this is like kind of the point where like it feels like. Again, like he's like in hell. Yeah. He's just yeah, crossing through this supernatural, like surreal location. Um, and that when he finally gets to the church, you just you barely see someone in the distance. A lot of someone in the distance, like kind of just walking nonchalant, like yeah, hasn't ha- probably hasn't seen any action in fuck weeks, months. Yeah. yeah, just walking about, like you see his rifle just kind of hanging down towards the ground. Mm-hmm. And Schofield's like thinking the same thing. It's like, oh shit, like <laughs> yeah. we must be good. And then all of a sudden, that guy noted, like realizes what's going on here. Yeah, and yeah. just kind of starts sprinting, not sprinting, but like lightly jogging towards him, and then finally pops a fucking shot. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was so nervous during that scene. It, I thought it was interesting. Schofield didn't try to return fire at any. Point. I did I guess think he was, was just trying to too. get cover. Yeah, but. It's almost like at this point he's sort of, I don't know, started like his non-lethal playthrough of yeah. World War One. Like yeah. over the rest of the movie, he loses his gun, he loses more of his gears. Well, we say non-lethal. Well, he does choke a guy out. Yeah, he he might have yeah. died. That guy might have died. <laughs> he might, but I think he probably died. He probably died. But it's <laughs> almost like, but he gets like unmade as a soldier almost yeah. like this dressing down of to where it's just like i mean i guess that's to heighten sort of how the desperation of his situation is mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um anyways yeah that Runs, chase scene though yeah. that chase was, scene was good and then he he uh hides away underground mm-hmm. where you find this french woman who is all by herself with? Was it her baby or was it a baby? I think it was some random. Yeah, yeah. Baby yeah. She found. So finds these refugees, I guess. Mm-hmm. And just just kind of hiding in the basement. And I really liked how most of the sequence she was just kind of standing in the background, out of focus. Again, very like ethereal or almost ghost-like to yeah. it. But then she mm-hmm. does come up, and you see her, and then the reveal that there's the baby there. But mm-hmm. it was almost like. And she wants him to stay behind. And yep. um, it was almost like this sort of scene of temptation for him. Like he has the mission he has to do, but, you know, we know 
at the end of the movie that he has a wife and a Kid. child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so here's this woman and a child almost kind of mirroring what he has waiting for him back at home, what's occupying his his mind. And so, um, you know, is he going to stay? But he, he doesn't seem to consider it too long. He's just like, no, yeah, I, pretty, got, yeah. I got shit to do. But he leaves, I think, all of his rations behind. In the milk, the milk from the cow. The milk. Yeah. Um, Which is funny, because didn't he stick that stick his hand in that milk? His cut hand. Oh, I don't know if it was his cut hand. The baby's going to get gangrene. it wasn't his cut hand. But he, mm. I remember like him looking at milk like, holy shit, is this milk? And yeah, I think he put yeah. his hand in it. Yeah. But cut hand, dead body hand. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give this milk to the baby. And that's how diseases spread, children. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fights off temptation. Mm-hmm leaves and this is you still get we still get is that when he finally he runs into the two and that's when he chokes him out yeah i believe so yeah so no gun he has These no gun at drunken this point. german drunken stragglers ger- stragglers <laughs> stragglers <laughs> that get strangled one does one does and then his drunk god but he's just kind of he's just chilling in the background in the background not knowing what's going on and then that was intense because I was just anticipating. So while he's on top of the guy choking him out, I was just anticipating that the other guy would turn around and see it. He still see has it. his rifle at this point, but he doesn't like. I thought he might have just like you know used his bayonet to stab the guy, yeah, but he right. chooses to choke him out, and then he drops his rifle and then just leaves it behind. Thing is, you'd probably get if you're gonna stab him, you'd probably get noise from him, get him getting stabbed instead of covering his mouth sure, and choking sure. him out. So I could yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um but he doesn't even like try to pick it up to shoot the other guy. He yeah. just leaves it behind. And he probably mm-hmm. yeah, again, noise. Yeah. He doesn't know how many Germans True. are in this broken down city. And yeah. so keeps running, he's getting shot at, then he jumps into the river. And that was one shot where it, it looked, looked a that, little. It was a, off. It was a cut point. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think I yeah. went. I went back and watched like how they made it. Yeah, and that was a cut point. Like you didn't jump into a river. There wasn't even a river right. there. There was some was obvious monsters. like compositing going yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. But um, goes down the river. There's some. There's a waterfall. Uh, waterfall. A bunch of uh, rotten bodies. Towards the end. Oh, towards yeah. the end. God, when he had but, to climb over oh, those. When he, he finally Get, grabs hold he of grabs the... that log and he's just kind of relaxing on his back and kind of dips his head under the water. I don't know if I, he's falling he fall asleep. asleep. I think he, fall asleep. Yeah, he, he falls asleep. asleep. He falls asleep. And pops back up. But then uh, what comes floating down all around him is the cherry blossom. Oh, shit, leaves. yes. So oh, yeah. it's almost True. like, again... This borderline mythic quality to it. It's like, you know, him, like, the spirit of Blake is, yeah, trying to, yeah, complete. And then, of course, the river's a little dammed up and there's a bunch of dead corpses. Bloated. Bloated. Ugh. And he gets out of water and has a breakdown. But then he hears um, talking or singing, singing. singing. Mm-hmm. The uh, song's so good. Wayford, way, way. Keep going. <laughs> to see my father. Mother. First <laughs> versus mother. mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on, Tanner. Um, that was spot on, though. Yeah, and again, this is almost like a religious, well, it is a religious themed song. Wayford. I can't remember what it's called. Wayfer, wayfaring. Wayfaring soldier? Soldier, stranger. Mm, stranger, or something. yeah, something like that. Um, And there's a bunch of soldiers just kind of gathered around listening and. 
he sits down and has a moment, and then everyone mm-hmm. gets up. <laughs> and these guys like, are like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and here? they're like, ah, oh, let's just take him with us. Well, he's like, I'm looking for these people. And they're like, we are these people. Yeah, the, sec- <laughs> the second Devons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. even ask him what he wants. So yeah, he just kind of bumps into these dudes he's been looking for this whole time. Yeah. And he's like, I talk to General whoever. And then he keeps getting passed down the line. They're like, I go that way or go ask this guy. He'll know who he is. And you find out like the second Devons are like minutes away from starting the attack that he was supposed to call off. So Mm -hmm. he's just pushing his way through the trenches, trying to find this guy and everyone's about to go over the top right before he does to, to kind of cut around the crowd. He steps out into the no man's land and then starts running and then shells come raining down all the british soldiers go running past him mm-hmm, yeah. and crazy sequence oh yeah it was um, so good yeah that the, was uh, that was another really good scene that moment where he runs into the person that wasn't planned right like <laughs> oh, where he pushes him he, he takes ran, a guy the person, out he takes the guy out and he falls like the yeah. first guy he runs Damn. into i don't remember him standing back no. up <laughs> like he's just kind of <laughs> yeah. fucked up on the ground he just truck sticked yeah. him took him out but I just I like how they left that in because it just shows how determined he is to get to you know uh, Mackenzie. So then you can relay the message like nothing is going to stop him. Yeah, he doesn't even flinch when the mortars go off either, and he just he just keeps chugging along. Yeah, so. I just like I like I don't I wouldn't I don't know if this is like just the shit that he's been through, but what do they call it? Is it the something mile stair, a thousand mile stair, whatever it yeah. is like him, that stair while he's kind of starting his like fast paced walk as they're all charging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just, he starts out walking. Yeah. He starts walking. Yeah. And like, he's got this look. Cause like, it's like, I got shit done, but I, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Yeah. He's like in a, he's in a like trance trance. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. he's like slowly walking and then they start, the whistle goes, they start flooding over and that's when he starts to go. He's like, Holy shit. I need to get down there before these people die. Yeah. Right. And, um, Finally makes it to General or Major McKenzie, Major. whatever yeah. his rank is, and Benedict Cumberbatch's character. And there was a little extra added bit of tension set up earlier when he runs into Mark Strong's mm. character who's mm-hmm. saying, like, when you give him the letter, make sure there's witnesses. Yeah. Because he's got a he hard might, on yeah, he, for war. He just wants, he, wants he to says some, some men are just looking for the fight or something. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know you don't even know if he's come all this way and it like, it might not be for anything, but, um, uh, Mackenzie comes off like a major asshole, but he doesn't want to even read the letter, but eventually gives in and takes a look and he's like, all right, like call him back, call him back. And the day is saved. The day mm-hmm. is saved. But, Scoville, then Scofield. Scoville, man. It's going to be the title so of this spicy. fucking cast. <laughs> Scoville. I can't Can stop Scoville doing do it. it. <laughs> I can't stop doing it. Listen and find out. Goes to find Blake's older brother. I can't remember his name, but it's played um, by Rob Stark, right? Yeah. yeah, Richard Madden. Thank you. Another game. Yeah, game I didn't realize uh, Joseph. a Stark was Blake. related to Lannister. Yes. Um,. And uh, he's looking through the the wounded area, the mm-hmm. little triage yeah. section there, trying to find him. And you know, 
we learned that he had gone over the top with his men already. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, oh God, like he can't be dead too. Like <laughs> I did all this. Yeah. Yeah. But he eventually finds him and um the, the handshake. Handshake, right? Well, not immediately. Uh you know, Schofield gives him the news that mm. his brother was on the mission, but he died. Um, and the brothers, you know, he's tearing up, but you know, holding himself together. Yeah. And I think Schofield turns the walk away, but then he turns around again. He's like, you know, if I may, like, I want to write to your mother just to let her know that he wasn't alone. And then they kind of connect more on a personal level and they shake hands. Yeah. And there's a lot of emphasis on the handshake, I feel, which kind of like that was Schofield's like ribbon from this. Like that's that the human Mm kind of connection is what mattered to him more than anything else that he was able to at least temporarily you know save some of these men's lives and Mm -hmm. he uh wanders off and sits underneath a tree and goes back to sleep yeah kind of bookending the whole yeah well that's when he he pulls out his picture of his family and you realize that he kind of yeah that's you kind of see the casing like he's been protecting it throughout the film and you're kind of like maybe it's cigarettes because that's typically what you'd see right why would he you realize that's why he's protecting it because it's a picture Mm -hmm. of his family and i just i like how you you don't get the full picture of the characters just little bits throughout and then that just encompasses everything and and brings it all together and that's that's where i think i saw the most complaints is that there wasn't really too much character building but i mean you're Mm -hmm. telling us i feel like there was enough i feel like there was enough too but i think that's where i saw a lot of the complaints when i was reading shit you know to give like a shitty like social media style review of this movie i would say uh dunkirk walked so 1917 could run um <laughs> dunkirk had like no characterization that's true that's true right or um not the shit on nolan but i think this movie kind of blows dunkirk out of the water yeah. mm-hmm. um not that they're trying to do the same thing, but right. Yeah. I just Dunkirk is very loud. I mean, it's it's a. No, it's, I I really like Dunkirk after watching it a few times. I liked but, parts of Dunkirk, yeah. like the Tom Hardy like uh, pilot. Yeah, that stuff was all good because he was like kind of the closest thing to like a character mm-hmm. in the movie or having an arc, sort right. of. Yeah. Um, but the other rando British dudes like eh, the french guy that was with them and oh, you know he to talk about yeah yeah and that that sequence that arc was kind of sad <laughs> the it's scottish like... guys are like assholes <laughs> God. <laughs> but no yeah yeah it was good i i enjoyed i enjoyed going back and watching like behind the scenes and how it was made yeah. like mm-hmm. seeing the preparation that went into this one look taking film like i think they said the longest shot was nine and a half minutes really yeah and i think that was the i think the first trench scene so like they went through and i think they choreographed it six months prior to actually shooting because they had to figure out how long they had to make that initial trench yeah Mm -hmm. to make it that one shot so like they did that planned it all out then dug the trenches so 
but yeah, that was that was cool to see. And the fact that that film was all shot with no lighting, it was all natural light because yeah, they could really since it's one shot, you have a camera that's potentially moving 360 right. degrees. So did, did they actually use flares for that scene? No. So what's cool I about, read this, about that? The flare scene yeah. is you kind of see this in the making of like they set up miniatures of this entire town mm-hmm. so they could plan how those shadows were going to fall mm-hmm. based on an arc. Yeah. So they used like light. It wasn't actual flares. Okay. Lights and they added smoke, like maybe a smoke bomb to the end of it Mm -hmm. to get that smoke behind it. Um, But the church, the church they built. Apparently this insane lighting rig. It was, I think like six or seven story rig just filled with lights. Like mm-hmm. the largest that's the ever largest been that's ever been, yeah, constructed for that, and then they just went in post and made the church on fire. Yeah, but wow, massive. So yeah, they went the planning that went in to try to get the one take shot look, mm-hmm. and I, I I think they did a fantastic job. I mean, honestly, that I don't. It may be my favorite movie of 2019. I mean, I haven't seen Parasite yet. It cracked, Parasite was good. It's now cracked the top five for me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. put it at number one personally, but. uh it's up there again. Yeah. I read that um when they were digging the trenches, they kind of had to have like uh archaeological surveyors come out just to make to sure, make sure that, they weren't digging into that shit. They might not unearth like remains yeah. or you know, old munitions or something mm-hmm. from the war that still might be out in like the French countryside. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. I think I think the one thing me going into this film that I wish I wouldn't have known was that they were it that it wasn't in fact a one take. Like I wish they would have I would have thought that it was just a one take. Yeah. Yeah. Because in my mind going through that film, I was trying to find the cut points. Yeah. The entire yeah. film. Yeah. Like, yeah. Them walking into the bunker from the trench. Like completely dark. Yeah. That part, the explosion, of course, it's gonna go dark. You know that's mm-hmm. a cut. Yeah. Like the other cut I I remember seeing is when I kind of talked to it earlier, that big Thing where they're walking on the other side and they're kind of the camera's hovering on the bank the mm-hmm. other bank you can see a cut right as they're coming over you see a cut point where it kind of that, yeah. that was the Any only time, one i really caught yeah like something line of sight yeah. breaks the, the characters like there's probably an edit oh yeah yeah it's going, and there. you can tell one there because when you yeah. come up over that hill like the perspective's completely different yeah right the only time i really noticed it because i was i was trying not to focus on that part I, too much all was, I focused on yeah the only parts I noticed was when they're climbing through the trench and it was going around like the um, barbed wire mm. and all that. And then when he was in the water and it like went past the rock, the barbed wire. Cause wasn't it when they were like climbing down the hill, kind of went around some barbed wire and then got low. Mm-mm. No, but, but like you're talking the initial one where they're kind of going through the barbed wire and the camera goes on the other side of it. Yeah. It's not a cut. No, it isn't they cut. There's just a, a, a cut within or a the path wire. within the barbed wire that they went through. Um, did you guys feel like, so after Schofield wakes up and it's dark and he kind of looks out the window that the sniper was shooting at him from and you see the town of Acoust and all the lights going crazy and the church burning in the distance and like the camera kind of keeps going forward because it was, Schofield was there, it goes forward and then kind of lowers, and then Schofield walks out again and is in front of the camera. Not a, not a cut. That I, no, but some wow. the way they did it, it made it almost felt like in a video game, like yeah. when a cinematic transitions mm-hmm. in the gameplay. It's like okay, that's the part where oh, we have yeah. control of yeah, Schofield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to take over. Yeah. Now run. Yeah, the 
the techniques they used to make sure they didn't they had minimal cuts like that scene they cut like i think one portion of the window was cut so they slid it away and they moved from uh, hand operated onto a crane which then lowered damn yeah so like i think within that scene in acoust there's that one where it's hand movement in the building they go out the window onto a crane move down then it's hand hand again where they follow him to the church and then when he sees the guy and he starts shooting, you see the cameras backing up. Yeah. And that's the camera operator like hopping Getting on, the back on a of motorcycle. Bike. Yeah. yeah. Or a bike. Damn. So, like, there's just so, there's so many crane versus handheld versus. So, like, it's kind of the last scene where he's running across the field. Like, he's following him in the trenches. That's all handheld. And mm-hmm. then once we get the perspective of him coming towards the camera, they put it on a crane on the back of a truck. Like, it's all fluent. Like, there's no cuts there. It's like all the shit they had to plan in order to get that shot. It's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. So like, I, I need to watch I can't remember, that. I can't remember another one. There was another good one, but yeah, it's nuts what mm-hmm. they did. Like, yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I need to check a lot of out. shit. That's that's <laughs> yeah. Really go watch. Go watch that. It's very good. Yeah. It talks about the planning, the camera, what they all did. Mm-hmm. This was Roger Deakins, right? Yes. Which I he's he's done. Kind of like the new rock star cinematographer, even yeah. though he's been in the business forever. But I feel like his he's more of a household, or at least for people who you know talk about shit like this. Um, last year he won best cinematography for or was it two years ago with Blade Runner twenty forty twenty forty nine was that sixteen seventeen that was seventeen yeah that was seventeen yeah twenty seventeen and um. He also did um, Sicario, Sicario, Prisoners, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, so Skyfall. just an amazing. He did do Skyfall, which is the same director, Sam Mendes. Yeah, did nineteen seventeen. Amazing cinematographer, and mm-hmm. again, you know, I didn't really. There were a few compositions in this film that I we're like oh wow that's like a really nice shot but it's more just the technical aspect of it is where you know he kind of pops off yeah it's how they did this it's so funny because i believe like going through and this is all in that youtube video so if anyone wants to watch it i think it's just beside behind the scenes of 1917 or something like that um but they actually had i think it's ari which is a camera company which is what a lot of filmmakers use ari or uh someone else Sam Mendes actually had maybe Roger Deacon. He probably had to play in this too. They actually had to have a custom camera made. Wow. In order to have that camera be handheld and then be able to be lifted by cranes. So it was like one of the lightest, most portable, like cinema cameras out there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. There, I was talking to someone after the movie, and they didn't even realize it was one continuous. There's supposed to be one continuous take. How do they not realize that? Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, my favorite part was that it was filmed like it was one continuous. Like I didn't even realize that. Like, did you watch the movie? <laughs> did you fall asleep? Oh boy! And it it goes by pretty quick. Like it's not mm-hmm. a long movie, but there's yeah, there's so much again tension throughout the whole thing. Like. Mm-hmm. Even when nothing's happening, you still feel like anything could happen at any second. Yeah. Um, and it it just moves. It fucking moves. It does move. Yeah. And um, 
And I think and, and, and I like, think that's that's due to the cinematography too. Like yeah. you notice in the film that camera never moves backwards. Like it, it'll physically move backwards because you're yeah. shooting from the front, but it never mm-hmm. goes back. It's mm-hmm. always moving forward with right. the film. Yes. It's yeah, got inherent like momentum to it. Yeah. And um fuck, I lost what I was gonna say. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. <laughs> Cause then you I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then I opened my mouth and then it all disappeared. Um shit. Talking about pacing. Just went by quick. But again, like we talked about earlier, just I was very surprised how quiet the movie was, and there wasn't any like set piece like action sequence either. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a man on a mission kind of thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. For a movie that's about war, you don't really get a lot of action. No. Yeah. Which I think was all right. Right. You don't really. It shows yeah. that it's not necessary it didn't to tell try a story to within a war, war setting. Movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, what'd you guys give it out of five? I think I, I think I, it, from the movies I've seen, which have been pretty shit, I think I gave it a five out of five just because I enjoyed it that much. Yeah. Now, I don't watch as many movies as you guys do, but I gave it a two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. No, no. I needed more shots. <laughs> yeah. I didn't appreciate it. It was like just when Blake died, it just went downhill. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> gave, I gave it a five out of five. God. Yeah. I need to see if I can. Pull this I'm back pretty sure up. I gave it a five out of five, or maybe I gave it a four and a half because I didn't feel like I could give anything a five. I I th- think I've rated it a four and a half, but you did. I I, I checked I on letterbox. Watching this. it again might push it one way or the other. Yeah. Well, I don't think it would go lower, but okay. So here's a really bad um, take on this movie. I was reading the. Oh no, I give it five. I was reading on IMDb, like going through the trivia list and then like the frequently asked questions segment. Mm -hmm. So someone asked, uh, why couldn't they drop a note from a biplane to the troops? Um, Blah, 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 blah. In fear that the Germans would get it. Right. Uh, And then. (laughs) uh, (laughs) You think that it's going to fall directly down? Like, no. The person who who answered this question says, indeed, an officer (laughs) would have selected the soldiers to deliver the message. You would not ask a soldier to pick one of his mates. Also, if you were venturing into enemy territory, you would go with bayonets fixed. Any German soldiers met would be stabbed and not wrestled to the ground. (laughs) And British soldiers would not pull a German pilot from his burning plane, having just seen him attack British aircraft. Whoever wrote the script did not have any military experience or knowledge. A good film as a work of fiction, but not worth any prizes. (laughs) Oh, Can you imagine approaching art with a brain like that? And then, so I thought this was hilarious. So I sent it to my friend Devin, and then he's like, "No, that that's all wrong." Yeah. Like, apparently, not that I even care about historical accuracy in movies. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's all about the story, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess yeah, having people volunteer was pretty common because if someone volunteers, they're probably going to do a good job. It's better than making someone who doesn't want to do something do it yeah. and then mm-hmm. he he did say he agreed that it seems unlikely they would have only sent two people 
But in the movie, uh, the general's explanation is that the fewer people, the faster they could there. move. So, yeah. yeah. It worked yeah. for me. Yeah. It worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> it worked for me, too. Yeah. I didn't have any complaints. Yeah. But I'm excited for the sequel, 1918. Yeah. <laughs> when America shows up. <laughs> That's when the W happens. T- <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get that W. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when America took uh, off. I'd love to see more World War One movies. I think I would too. I and just read they're doing another take on All Quiet on the Western Front, which is oh, are they? World War One story from the German perspective, uh, based hmm. off of an old classic novel. It's been made into a movie once or twice before, but so that's going to happen. Um, you know, we're in Kansas City. We've got the World War One Museum. Over here. True, we I've never go been. Get more knowledge. I haven't either. We should I've, take. I've a... walked. I've I've walked the top. I've never went in. I went in yeah, middle never... school, but I don't remember it at all. Yeah, we should take a Cinemaxless we'll trip. A Cinemax. Cinemaxless trip. <laughs> you hear that, Max? Max isn't gonna make it. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're gonna have to go on a journey to find his older brother and let him know that. Mm. I mean, he does Max live down was, there, so... Max has <laughs> coughed himself to death. He wasn't alone when it happened, though. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, oh, um, back in the day when, uh, you know, Halo 1 had first come out, we would all play it, and me and... I knew Max's older brother before I met Max, but mm-hmm. uh, there was a maneuver... He, you could do in Halo that he he named after Max. He called pulling a Maxer. That's when you have the rocket launcher and you just shoot it at your feet right in front of you to kill someone <laughs> and yourself. So if you pull the Maxer, oh. Chuck would think uh, a little less of you yeah. for the remainder of the match. But that's too good. After oh, that, that is amazing. Ask Max how he came up with that I'll wonderful tactic. Up. I'll have, to, I'll have to bring it up before he croaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just going to be a bit from now on on Cinemax. Yeah. Isn't it? Probably. He, he just he never dies, but he's on the verge he's of it. Always <laughs> on the verge. <laughs> oh, I feel quite better long, now. Long passing. It's a horrible, slow way to I mean, go. And everyone's but... slowly dying. And now it gets really dark. Yeah. Oh, oh well, shit. So, what'd you guys watch this week? Just that. What did I watch this week? Just that. Oh, Jordan's been catching up. I've been crushing it. I so I watched Parasite. Finally watched Parasite. There you go. I ended up renting it. Um, I watched Jojo Rabbit. Finally watched that. Can you rent good. that now? Yep. Or no, I bought it. Oh, okay. Um, but you, I think I think it's the twenty third. Bought Jojo one. Rabbit. I did yeah on digital. Mm-hmm. Yes. Would you so would you recommend? renting jojo rabbit or is it one of those that you just buy i think i wanted to see it so bad that i fucking bought it okay i didn't want to wait an extra week because i I had been thinking about it for like the past month i need to see that in parasite so parasite definitely worth a watch it's great yeah it's so good yes um that and if you haven't watched ford versus ferrari the number one dad movie of 2019 tanner it's so good i'm i'm sure i've heard that it's so good like to be honest like Matt Damon and Christian Bale play the character so well that I completely forgot it was those two for a second. Yeah. Um, but it is so good. 
I was pleasantly surprised. Like I was like car movie, racing car movie. I was like, eh. Yeah. And then Austin, my brother, started talking about it at work one day, and I was like, you know what? I'll fucking go see it. So I rented it the other night. Nice. Very good. Two and a half hours long. That's good. Go so if you quicker. have to, if you have to rank those three movies, what order would you put them in? I kind of like to be honest. I probably go Parasite nineteen or Jojo. Or wait, we're talking Jojo, Jojo Parasite and Ferrari. 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 Um, Parasite Ferrari Jojo. Mm. Okay, and they're I mean they're close. Like Parasite takes cake of those three for sure. Okay, um, but yeah, Ferrari I think beats out. Like I, I I enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. I think I gave it like four stars out of five, maybe. Three and a half out of five. Are you on Letterbox now, Jordan? I am. Yes. Oh shit. Oh. Um, where can we find you? <laughs> I don't even know. I the main reason I wanted to do this because I wanted to keep track of the movies I've been watching because yeah. I feel like I was fucking lacking and not being able to talk about what I watched. Yeah, um, there's been so many times where like I forgot what I, I watched just, and I have to look it it's up. It's just Jay Katzer. Nice. Jay Katzer. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I gave JoJo four and a half. I didn't rate Ford yet. Um. I enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. I thought the the kid was great in the movie. Um, he played that really well. Yeah. Um, Taika, and I understand why they did it. It's satirical. And, like, kind of got out of hand a couple of times, like childish, and I understand why it's happening. Yeah. But that kind of took me away from it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that film was good. I didn't, it, to be honest, it didn't dawn on me that I'm going to spoil it. I don't care. It's been out long enough, right? Wait, mm-hmm. wait, and you guys have all seen it? What are we talking it? about? Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, no. You haven't seen, seen it? it? No, well, never mind. Um, My bad. Sorry. You know, I didn't. I'm sorry. Now that I've... I was not paying I was looking at the But yeah, yeah I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I thought I thought it was funny. Um, the scenes, I mean, Taika was good, but I mean, there's certain points where I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. So that's why it's last on those three. Now that I've seen 1917, I feel like I can have a definitive list for last year. Yeah. At least my top five. What are your top uh, five? Uh, so kind of tied one and two. Like if I see either one of them, I could push it one way or the other. Yeah. But Jojo Rabbit is still my number one. Parasite okay. at two. Yeah. Uh, Knives Out three. 1917 four. And then the lighthouse at five. Yeah. So that's my God. final word on that. I yeah. still need to see like I've I've done a really bad job with movies this year. I don't know if, I don't know if lighthouse would fall under my top five. Yeah. And it's, it's and, that's fine. It's not for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know if it was top five. Maybe I think, I'll watch it again and hate it. I, I don't think, know. I think our top fives are similar though. Like nineteen seventeen, Knives Out. Parasite. Parasite, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Which I'd never thought would fucking be up there, but it was so good. That'd be great if everyone, if you and Max could watch Parasite, I'd like to talk about that. I think that'd be too. good. Yeah. I'll watch it this weekend. Do it, man. It's on it's Amazon five ninety nine. Just make Max watch a bunch of South Korean movies. Train to Busan. He needs to watch Ooh, that. Did we should have their... a South Korean episode. Yeah. I think that I think the sequel to that got it's probably already out at this point but i think it got like a crazy amount of money for distribution uh i saw that to train of busan the the sequel yeah i think it's called peninsula it's entering production oh it's entering production okay yeah so i think that what it takes like two years after 
Yeah, or two weeks I after. Think so I haven't watched Train to Busan yet. Oh, so uh, zombies aren't really my thing. But, They're not my thing either. Um, I typically shy away. I, okay, I take that back, dude. I watched Walking Dead and fucking twenty seven days if, later. Uh, or if, weeks. If parasites got both, you know, anyone out there or in here turned on to exploring the wonderful world of South Korea. Let's cinema. dive in here. Let's get it done. Uh, here. Bong Joon Ho, the director. Also did a movie I've been dying to watch, haven't got to watch it, called The Host, which is like mm. a monster movie. That's kind of what put him on the map and sort of more Western culture, I think. Although, of course, Parasite is his big breakout, yeah. for sure. Um, checking out anything he's done. Memories of a Murder is also supposed to be really good, and it's getting a Criterion Collection release. Um Along with Parasite, I think they've both been entered in for Criterion Collection releases. Also, um, the work of Park Chan-wook, who did Old Boy, the original, mm. um, and The Handmaiden, which was one of my favorite movies of 2016, I think. Um, not to be confused with Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale. I think that's where my Which mind is, went. anytime yeah. I bring it up, that's what people say. I've never seen it, but I've seen it. Yeah, too many um, for it. The Handmaiden is just kind of like a perverted little fairy tale romance thing. Uh, it's kinky, but it's so good. It's so good. Just amazing, like, yeah. cinematography and... um. Again, just kind of like Parasite, just this really weird sense of humor to mm-hmm. it. Um, also, The Wailing, which the director's name I can't remember, but it's a South Korean horror film. I think it's really long. I bought it. I have not seen it yet, no. but I found it on sale, and I've just heard good things. Um, so, yeah, anything Bong Joon-ho or Park Chan-wook, I would say check Go out for, for sure. And there's other good uh, South Korean We should do a poll there. on uh, Instagram for those two directors. Which one's which, which one's, one's better? better? Right. I can do that. Yeah, I gotta figure out. I, I'm still dipping my toe in this whole Instagram <laughs> we'll, thing. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll get one I'm vote. Never... It's Tanner. <laughs> Who you pick, Tanner? Don't don't spoil it. Sorry, don't do it. Yeah, I... we'll find out during. We'll the post it. We'll post it afterwards. <laughs> I've only seen one Bong Joon Ho movie, yeah. so uh, the host is next on my my list. Um, it'll be a fun one yeah. to watch, I think. But yeah. We'll put out a poll. We'll yeah. get two responses. Yeah. Max, maybe. No, probably not. Yeah, that's not you always give you shit when you start tossing Max, out it, Korean films. So. Subtitles he can't read, I think, is the reason why See, he... I think that's the main thing I shy away from, but like you fall into it so quickly. <laughs> he can't read. His eyesight's going. Well, you know, the neurons are firing <laughs> slower in his brain as the illness is taking hold. <laughs> He's just having a harder time focusing oh, on anything. Lord. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of that for instagram this week there's gonna be a lot of max death talk yeah <laughs> how many we should just see how many times we bring up this is the max only died from the episode <laughs> oh shit which is a big change from the last cinemaxless the last one we we really went off the rails i can't even remember what happened was i here i think you're sick that's what it was we're I, talking about movie sequels fast to the future oh <laughs> I remember yes. editing. I remember editing that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's yeah, okay. Um well, shit. News-wise, I have not 
found a whole lot very interesting. Um, the whole coronavirus epidemic might be majorly fucking with uh, the potential success of Mulan over in China, mm. which is 100% Disney's target demographic yeah. with that movie. Yeah. Um, when does that come out? Is it this summer? It's, I it's think it's soon. supposed to be soon. Yeah. Very like soon. April? I don't think it's maybe it's not March. I don't think it's March. And it got rated PG thirteen. Yeah. I mean, after watching the trailer, like I'm, I'm intrigued. It could be okay. I'm intrigued. It could be okay. Honestly, I think that's <laughs> that <was> good. <laughs> I think that's that's the live action movie I'm most excited for from Disney. I really enjoy Mulan. Yeah. Well, there's no uh there's no singing. No Mushu. No. Yeah, that's right. No Mushu. No Eddie Murphy. That's too bad. Um, I mean, it, it all right. Me. I changed my pit. No, I'm just, uh, uh, I guess there's a now a Borderlands movie in the works. The video games. Oh yeah, I saw that. I question how that'll do. Probably not well. Probably as well Probably as a Warcraft movie. Por- <laughs> <laughs> it still breaks my heart. I Tanner, I started to watch that. I think it was on while I was overseas, and it was on cable. I was like, "Holy shit, who's showing this?" I didn't watch very much of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why they're showing. I, you know, I actually, <laughs> I actually did see it twice in theaters. Did you? I'd seen it with my dad, who liked it more than I did. Yeah. Um, and then my buddy Nick, I went with him and his younger brother like a week or two later. Yeah. Um, God, it's the movie I wanted so hard to be to love. Um, but I just couldn't. It's it, not the dumpster fire everyone made it out to be, but yeah, it's still it, not great. Yeah, it's the acting it's okay. was the acting wasn't from the, the maybe fifteen minutes that I got yeah. to watch wasn't great. Yeah, there's a lot to. Uh, apparently, that was a movie that was torn apart by like, you know, Duncan Jones, the director writer. He had his vision for it. And then Activision Blizzard was kind of controlling over it. And then Lionsgate wanted it to be a little different. So it was getting pulled in all these directions. And it ended up being kind of eh. Uh, I got a little more mileage out of it, I think, just being a Warcraft fan for... I mean, you you got me into WoW. And then there's Warcraft 3 before that. Mm -hmm. Warcraft 1 and 2? I did not those. play either of those. Warcraft three was when I jumped. I used to on. take that disc, like we played it here in Olathe. Yeah, and then I'd take it up to Iowa and play it on my aunt's computer. Might as well. <laughs> there you go. You're <laughs> in I Iowa. Was, I was addicted. I still yeah. have not played WoW, other than one time at well, Max. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, much like it's Max, it. it's oh. on the decline. Yeah, and probably <laughs> won't be around too much longer. <laughs> yeah, its creator has abandoned it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> oh boy but, uh, yeah it's not worth it at this point and maybe maybe it is for you i don't know no i don't no. I honestly don't see myself playing it ever again yeah which is i sometimes get like the urge to and then i hop on and play free for like a level when i'm like yeah yeah yeah, Activision Blizzard seems to be just systematically destroying all of their Blizzard wow. properties. Uh, Destiny, until they finally got released. Destiny, uh, Heroes of the yeah. Storm. Heroes of the Storm. Uh, the Warcraft 3 HD 
remaster. Oh, apparently that was pissing a, shit a lot of people off. Some weird cut features and uh, kind of they a controlling the property ownage yeah, for any custom any map custom or game, game was made. Blizzard owns probably to try to avoid another Dota, uh, Dota <laughs> type of scenario. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but League of Legends. I say a lot of people don't know this, which I'm pulling that out of my ass. But League of Legends, the game, if Tim, if you're oh, familiar, yeah. I play the Everloot uh, show. That. Its DNA is traces back to Warcraft Three custom games. Yep. To uh, Dota, which was Defense of the Ancients, which then split off to be its own thing, which was then, you know, League of Legends kind of got birthed off of that, and then Blizzard made it all full circle with the release of uh, Heroes of the Storm which they've more or less abandoned at this point. Yeah, as soon as the competitive scene... It couldn't compete with League, I guess. Uh, Although I would rather fucking swan dive off a two-story balcony than play League of Legends again. Tanner, it's so fun, Tanner. Tanner, it's so fun. When you see Max, tell him hello. See him on the other side. (laughs) League sent me here. Um... Yeah, that's sad. You know, they were kind of big powerhouse back in the day, and like everything, it's literally, literally a powerhouse. Like any other MMO that came out, yeah, sucked. There is basically, I mean, to this day, I mean, the only thing that comes close is Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, and I think, I think Black is it Black Desert Online still has a following. Yeah, but it's not. That Another doesn't look good. South Korean kind of thing. The the advent of the Korean MMO, yeah. Yeah. which are basically just these waifu, waifu generators. <laughs> just yeah. very robust, yeah. I would say, character creation in that. <laughs> WoW's really lacking behind in that. Yeah. Um, need, need, need more sliders, you know. Uh, this is now a video game podcast. I'm I'm lost now. I didn't well, I didn't make it past RuneScape. You know, Chuck was wanting to get in on video game discussion, so now that Max is gone, no longer we're, we're with us, so we can get Chuck in. We need to pivoting, pivoting, pivoting. Um, <laughs> but all we do is talk about video game movies. Yes, which we've done in the past. We talked Mario. Yeah. 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 Hold on, let me take another scroll. What are we <laughs> read it here? What are we doing? For any news, anything I mean if we don't have news, like yeah, we we're at an hour twenty three. Yeah, we're done. Oh boy. And I've got twelve minutes left on my SD card because I forgot I was recording mm. this in four K so I could punch in. Let's push it to twelve minutes. <laughs> twelve more minutes. So Mulan is like the next big release, I guess. I think so. Yeah, there's there's really not a lot. Uh, Black Widow is coming out this week. Anything? Uh, let's take a Sonic look. Sonic came out. Sonic came out, and apparently I hear it's, it's not doing well. It's not as terrible as disaster. Oh, Call of the Wild's coming out. Ooh, that is a disaster. <laughs> that's a IGN that's gave it dog. a three out of ten. That's the dog, and uh, it's got a sixty-five percent, right? Yeah. Disney is taking a big old shit right now after the back to back of Doctor Doolittle and then mm. Call of the Wild. Uh, dude, it was Doolittle. Oh, it's just do little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe you could do a little more at the Ooh, box office. <laughs> you know. Uh, so they're just trying to make people feel bad for them, so then they, yeah, they don't get upset when the next Marvel movie comes out. At this point, Disney's just going to turtle up and only do uh, Marvel movies in the future. 
because they can't take any risks with any other kind of property because it doesn't work out for them, apparently. Yeah. Emma's coming out. Did you know the mm. dog in Call of the Wild is CGI? It's mocap, but it's a human being's mocap performance. Oh, is it really? Of a dog. Yes. Is it Andy Circus? No. I mean, it looks it, the the movements look awful. CGI looks yes. awful. Yeah, I I don't yes. I don't know why someone's like, this looks good. Let's release it. I don't get how, what's Harrison Ford doing in that movie. I don't know. Is it some contract he signed that he had to... I need to appear in a Disney movie at least once a yeah. year. No matter the role. No matter... Uh, shit. Probably. Maybe he's just prepping for the next Indiana Jones. It's going to be working with a lot of oh, CGI yeah, characters. And I think they're yeah. going to be practice. working on that. Well, is that our show? I think that's our show. We're kind of diving <laughs> down into... One last thing. Oh, <laughs> Impractical <laughs> Jokers oh, God. made a movie. Too. I saw that too. What? kind of like the show. If it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. I feel like as a society. Just because they seem like funny guys. I wouldn't want to hang out with them because, you know, they play a practical joke on me and then I get mad. But yeah. I feel like as a society, anyone should be able to recognize them walking around the street. Yeah. How, how do people not I, know who they are? I don't are? think I would. But I've maybe watched like one episode. I guess that's that's true. But what what could this movie possibly be about? Jokes. Impractical jokes. <laughs> uh Cats ended its domestic run, mm. earning twenty seven point two million. Hell yeah. So uh Oof. Birds of Prey did that in its opening weekend, but as we all know, it's only made eighty-one more dollars. Eighty-one more dollars. So I, lo- I love that clip. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good clip. Yeah, follow us on yeah. Instagram. Jay's been putting some very entertaining uh, video snippets from fifteen-second snippets because that's what they allow me to that's do. That's all we got. Yeah. But fifteen seconds of I try to best I, fifteen seconds of your life. I try to <laughs> edit it as best as I can. Yes. Well, maybe the second best fifteen seconds of your life, but. Anyways, but yeah, little snippets of the cast. And um, well done, I enjoy that. Well done, I Jay. enjoy them too. Like I find myself I watching them; they're funny, very well edited. You do a good, great job cutting across cutting everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So smooth. It's always it's it's difficult. It, it was difficult when we had you here. So like it's easy to cut through two people. Yeah. But then, like getting your reactions. <laughs> there, there's <laughs> there's the the one two weeks ago. Where it's Max and Tanner talking. I'm not saying You're just anything. on your phone. Well, it's, it's, no, when, no. it's when it he's talking about me. sexual organs and oh, he mentions Star Wars. I, I, leaned, yeah. I lean back, and the only time I'm in the clip, I go, hmm, or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, what the hell was that, me? That was good. That I made was so the clip. Confused. It did. Because, like, you, your reaction, like, you have a very <clears throat> subtle reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, that was interesting. I'll have to. I'll, I have to work on my my video face a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. You just do what you do, man. You do what we Shit do. happens. It's true. Um, that's it for us. Yeah, I'd say that's it. I'm Danger Rush. That's Tim Trist. Yeah, that's me. It's Jordan. Jordan. Jay Katzer. <laughs> uh, I'm Litterboxed. Follow us on Instagram. Send yeah. your thoughts and prayers towards Max. Max. <laughs> God, I hope he makes it. <laughs> <Trying time. laughs> Hashtag he is, he's fighting. 
for his life right now. All um, right. See you next week. Bye. Yep. Bye.